A key component of the modern world economy, the chemical industry delivers products and innovations to enhance everyday life. It is also an industry in transformation, where chemical executives and workers are delivering growth and industry-changing advancements while responding to pressures from investors, regulators, and public opinion. Discover how leading companies are approaching these challenges here on The Chemical Show. Join Victoria Meyer, president of Progressio Global and host of The Chemical Show, as she speaks with executives across the industry and learns how they are leading their companies to grow, transform, and push industry boundaries on all frontiers. Here's your host, Victoria Meyer. Hi, welcome to The Chemical Show. I'm Victoria Meyer. Today, we are doing this recording in front of a live Zoom audience. So thanks, everyone, for participating. And before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Nuco Logistics. And Nusheen Shamsili, who's the CEO of Nuco, has been on the podcast, episode 64, and she's also listening in here on the audience. But So we're excited to have Nuco as one of our sponsors Nuco Logistics offers innovative solutions in all areas of international transportation, including air, ground, and sea. Through its broad international network and team of highly skilled and dedicated experts, Nuco puts forward a complete solution for all your logistics needs at a competitive and cost-efficient price. So check out Nuco Logistics and go ahead and check out episode 64, where I spoke with Nusheen recently. Thanks, guys. Now I'm delighted to introduce you to our guest. Dave Hayes is the president of ChemDirect, having recently joined the team in 2021 to complete a Series A. So ChemDirect is a marketplace developed specifically for chemicals. And Dave is the president and brings in 15 plus years of experience in consumer goods and startups, including at Eli Lilly and General Mills and has a real passion for working with teams and disruptors to solve complex problems by building world-class technology. So he's got a lot of, went from big company to a lot of startups and brings the insight and capabilities into ChemDirect. So Dave, welcome to The Chemical Show. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So what's your origin story? How'd you get interested in chemicals? And it sounds like you haven't necessarily done a lot in chemicals. So how did you get interested in chemicals and startups and how did you get to ChemDirect? So the origin story for me and for the company are pretty interesting. I'm standing in for Tyler Ellison, who's our CEO. And so I guess for me personally, I came across this company in 2021. I was working with startups and having come from big companies, I love the concept of really disrupting and creating more efficient ways to serve customers. And at Lilly and General Mills, I dealt with industries that operate through distributors and through retailers and are separated from their customers. And in both places, I really developed a passion for new products and for different ways to serve customers. And so the origin story, that's kind of what brought me to ChemDirect. But for ChemDirect, I think the story is even more interesting. We started inside a chemical manufacturer called Nova Molecular that Tyler was running at the time. And they developed an online channel to serve their customers. And then Tyler basically realized that that concept was a lot bigger than just Nova. And so they spun that out in 2020 as an independent company and then broadened the marketplace to serve a number of other suppliers. And so, you know, I think it's really cool to think about technology starting inside a chemical company and then spinning out and really trying to redefine the industry. And I know we'll talk a lot more about that, but that's basically how, how ChemDirect began way back in the day. And we've replatformed and, and built a new marketplace and really expanded our technology in a number of different ways. 
but we actually started just right inside the walls of a high purity solvent manufacturer. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't totally made that connection that you guys and started it while just trying to solve solutions for Nova itself. Exactly. Yeah, interesting. So, you know, while it's definitely a B2B market, chemicals has always been very relationship oriented and really a people business. So why do you believe that the chemical industry is ready for digital commerce? Yeah, I think, I don't know that everyone's ready. That's for sure. You know, we're still in an era where chemical companies tend to be really good at a couple of things. So one is kind of the chemistry portion of it, right? The science and formulating products for customers. And the other is being really customer centric from a sales perspective. And so I find that many of these companies are really customer centric and yet really do not use the online channel, which is something that customers want. And if you go look at McKinsey or Bain or any of the kind of industry studies, you'll see really clearly that customers really want an ability to have faster information, more transparency, and information that they need to be successful, like price, right? Or finding a new supplier. Consumers love the ability to shop online. That's true, like even outside of the chemical industry, but even within chemicals, like these are still the same people, right? That are shopping on Amazon in their personal lives. And so we really think that there's a customer demand for having better information. And whether that's an online third-party marketplace, like what we're building or chemical suppliers having more information on their website about price or about ESG outcomes, right? Or, you know, the carbon footprint of certain products. We think that the trend is really clear and it's really strong that more and more information is going to be going online and there's going to be higher demand for that. And the companies that are going to be successful are those that are ahead of the curve that are actually giving customers what they want. So I think I would flip the question a little bit in terms of like, is the industry ready into saying, well, if this is what customers want, then the industry has got to get ready. And so we're trying to to drive that, but we're also really supportive of folks like you that are doing podcasts for chemicals, right? It's a new thing as well. So I feel like you're a, a disruptor as well in this industry. And I think that regardless of industry, people want faster information, right? We're moving faster as a world and we're expecting, we're kind of like having the Amazon impact on the entire world at the moment where people want to be able to order something, get it the next day, know exactly what the price is and what the shipping is going to cost and be able to move faster. So we think that going online is the only way to really achieve that, to use technology to empower people to make faster decisions. Yeah, absolutely. And I know I've had conversations with a couple of people about, if you look at the generations that are coming into the workplace, they are digital natives, right? They're used to having everything at their fingertips in a digital format. And in fact, maybe not so comfortable with personal conversations if it can be avoided in some cases, right? So I think creating that digital platform becomes critical for all businesses, as you say. Why do people choose digital marketplace like you guys have are developing? Because you're bringing multiple buyers and multiple sellers onto this platform. When do people choose a marketplace versus having their own solution that's just company-centric? Right. Yeah. I mean, we think that people will, will do both in the long run. So obviously, there's a lot of companies doing really great things in terms of building their own e-commerce experiences at times, or at least like product listings. So maybe not transactional experiences, but certainly like building out their own sites, which is great. We actually even work with customers to make that a shopping experience, right? So we have people that cross link to us and they'll link back. So you can actually buy things in real time, but you start on their site, which we are happy to, to kind of work in that manner as well. But I would say like the reason we think a third-party marketplace is going to take some portion of this market is because we centralize things that are really difficult to do with like 4,000 silos or, you know, there's like 9,000 chemical manufacturers in the US. So you can imagine that for consumers, 
the best experience is to be able to actually shop in one place where you have like the best possible technology and the capabilities that we centralize are really important as well. So if you think about financing, right? So that's it's not that easy to qualify people in real time for trade credit up to like half a million dollars. That's not a problem that needs to be solved 9,000 times. It's a problem that should be solved one time and then leveraged across any number of different suppliers and customers. And likewise, logistics. So Schneider led our Series A, which is the world's best transportation logistics companies. And they we are trying working with them to get real-time pricing for logistics. So pricing, planning, alerts, and then scale the technology there to have the world's most efficient chemical logistics network. And that's another capability that we think should be centralized. And so because of the unique challenges with chemicals around financing and logistics, but also even just shopping, we think that there is uh, plenty of reason to believe that a third-party marketplace is really the best way to solve some portion of this, right? Like not every chemical is going to be bought online in a marketplace in the long run, but many of them will, is our belief. And we think it's not going to be a small part of the market. We think it'll be a significant part of the market. Interesting. And I guess some would say that in some ways, the role that you're fulfilling is similar to a role that a distributor fulfills in terms of having the opportunity to have a very wide range of products and materials and suppliers available. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think there are a few analogies that people use and none of them are really perfect. And the distributor is one of them, but we work with distributors. So what we find is that we will enable some suppliers to serve their customers directly and maybe do that at a bit more scale, which, which may overlap with what a distributor does. But at the same time, especially our logistics network is something that distributors have brought as a capability to many folks. But they do things that we don't do, like hold inventory and pack down and create logistics networks. Like they may have like forward place inventory to create more efficient logistics networks. And so we'll partner with them to provide those capabilities. But there's no doubt that there is some overlap in terms of capabilities between us and a distributor. But there are some important differences as well. And we think actually, we always tell folks that we're not trying to wipe out distributors, right? We actually work with a bunch of them and work very well with them. Actually, we're talking with a distributor later today about like expanding their supplier network with our virtual dropship supplier network. And so we can partner with them as well. We don't like to think of ourselves as being specifically competitive, but more of an additive channel for distributors and also for suppliers. But certainly will enable suppliers to go direct in certain circumstances. And that may have some overlap with distributors as well. Yeah, makes sense. So what have you found to be critical? to ChemDirect when you're developing, in developing this platform and engaging customers? What are you finding that customers want in their experience? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, we are very biased in this way, but I would say that the most critical piece is really having great technology. The way I define that is by providing unparalleled transparency. So like to start with price, for example, like just knowing what the price is of a chemical without having to make a number of different phone calls is something that can add an incredible amount of value for both suppliers and buyers, right? Because on the supplier side, what we can help them do is actually have a very consistent pricing strategy because you're using technology to apply that as opposed to having a salesperson negotiate every single deal. And so you can have consistent volume discounts, for example, and apply those across all of your customers. And also you can find higher margin channels for price, right? So at a small volume, small MOQ, minimum order quantity, you can charge more. And so we actually can help them find new channels and new customers and actually be margin accretive in this channel, which is really important. But getting back to your question in terms of what's most important, I would say 
It's really using technology to make really complex things very simple, like shopping and finding a chemical, which sounds super easy, but anyone who's in the industry knows that if you're talking about solvents, for example, they come in like 8,000 different tech specs or different purity levels with different additives in them. It's actually incredibly complex. And so we actually have a team that works just on search and really making it easy for people to find what it is that they're looking for very quickly. And, and we do things like scrape SDSs and TDSs and make that information searchable. And then we work really closely with Google to make sure that we're taking that original search that often happens on their search bar all the way through to a great shopping experience and make that entire process really seamless. So for us, we're very biased, but we think technology is the most important piece of improving customer experience in the chemical industry. What do you see, guys, if technology is the critical factor, what else is there? What do you see as the biggest roadblocks or other roadblocks to digital adoption? Because I I mean, I can think of a few that I know people throw up. <laughs> what do you guys see? If this was easy and there were no roadblocks, it would have happened like 20 years ago, right? So people would be shopping online for chemicals today already. So there's definitely reason to believe that there are unique roadblocks in the chemical industry. And I think everyone knows that who's been in a chemical in a company. To me, I would say the biggest roadblock is transparency. So if you're not sharing price, like there, there are a thousand projects that have failed in the in terms of like digitizing some portion of the chemical supply chain. And I think if you go back, what the consistent story that you'll see across many of them, and actually even some projects that are out there today that I think are not thinking big enough, the consistent failure point from my perspective has been transparency and specifically around price. If you are not willing to share price, people cannot shop online. They cannot buy anything if they don't know what the price is, right? And so you'll see there's some great companies solving problems in really interesting ways, but if they're not sharing price, it, it is not really a commerce platform. It's not really an experience that we think is dreaming big enough, basically, in terms of disrupting the chemical industry. So number one thing is being transparent specifically with price. All right. So let's dug into that a little bit, because I think one of the alternate point of view of this is when you have supreme price transparency, you commoditize a business, right? That value is created by information asymmetry, as well as by all the other factors, right? I mean, I talk to a lot of companies and I talk about this a lot, that the value that a company brings is not just product and price. Product and price are very easy to commoditize. And if you focus in on that, you're not actually extracting value for either party which is in a lot of, and it falls into a variety of different categories of what the overall customer experience is, what you bring to the table from a, whether it's a supply security perspective or sustainability perspective, et cetera. So I'm sure that you're having these conversations with people who say, I'm, I'm not showing my price because once I show my price, everybody can replicate everything. Yep. Absolutely. I think this is the most important misconception in the industry. I'm very biased on this one. I love talking about it. Look, I mean, Sotheby's, which is like the world's largest auction house selling multi-million dollar art, half of their sales are online these days. So like going online does not mean that you're going to have erosion of price. If your differentiation and like your value is based on information asymmetry, like to what you just mentioned, I would argue that that is a very poor way to differentiate yourself in the marketplace, right? Like differentiate based on quality, differentiate based on your chemistry, right? So like what type of the technology around creating high purity solvents is like incredibly challenging. 
And so if you look at Nova or Tedia, like some of our suppliers, they really differentiate based on their chemical knowledge, their ability to solve problems quickly, their ability to efficiently manufacture, which yes, does come back to like price. But at the end of the day, it's not sharing that information is not a long-term competitive advantage. Someone can call around and find different prices and they will. There's amazing procurement people that we work with all the time. They know exactly what different suppliers are charging. They just have to call a lot of people to do that today. So we are certainly going to have an impact on the shopping experience that people have. But I would argue that these companies, you know, great chemical companies differentiate themselves on those other factors, not necessarily on just withholding price, because people will still get price information no matter what. Making it harder for them to get it is not a great way to, to really build a great company. So I think it's a really important misconception. And I think it's actually many times born from like a sales team, right? That is, and for very good reason, it's proud of the way that they serve their customers. They really believe that like person-to-person interaction is the most important way. And I think that's true, but I would say that withholding information is not good for those customers, right? So people want to, to have a salesperson that can help them identify the right chemical, but they also want to get information really quickly when they're making a buying decision. And so I think it's a supplement to existing capabilities. I think it's a really important misconception that sharing price is going to be a race to the bottom or that sharing price is going to disrupt the sales channel. I would say that we work with a number of folks to serve their smaller customers, right? They can move them over to a self-serve channel. And that's a supplement to what the sales team is doing. They're still going to be working with those strategic accounts on what the changing needs are for their chemical procurement. And they're going to be empowered by an online channel where there's information that those folks can get without having to call someone like a TDS or an SDS, right? It's like, how much time are we wasting just giving somebody information that's being requested hundreds or thousands of times per year and could easily be automated? So so we see ourselves as a supplemental channel. I think it's really important that we don't go in and say, hey, we're going to replace your sales team because that's just not realistic. We're going to be a supplement to what the sales team is doing. All right. That's awesome. And I can tell you are passionate on this topic. So I played into it really well. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, every time I've been asked that a thousand times. And I, I think it's really important as a framing, like this, this industry will not go away, right? It's not going to be like these companies aren't making any money once they go online. There's plenty of folks making profit and selling really expensive things online. So you just have to be thoughtful about how you differentiate in the long run. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So ChemDirect from is doing more than just creating this platform and marketplace, right? So you've got a number of other services, including, and I thought you said you guys did fulfillment, but it sounds like maybe you're not doing fulfillment, but you know, things like the whole order to cash or offer to cash piece of the process. Why did you think that was important to be able to bring in some of these other things like this? You have, what is it? Click direct ship? Is that what it's called? Yeah. So uh, yeah, ChemShip is our logistics product and we do it depends on what you mean by do logistics. So we do logistics planning, right? So we think that you really have to have landed cost. That's the most important thing, right? You can find two suppliers with, and you can find the cost per pound for a chemical. But if you don't know what it takes to actually ship it to your door, then you really don't have the information you need to make that decision and to really complete the purchase online. So we think the reason this hasn't already happened in chemicals, the, the move to a digital channel is because people haven't defined the problem broadly enough. So we think you really have to support the entire end-to-end purchase of chemicals, including the logistics planning that goes into that. Because logistics, you know, this isn't Amazon where something shows up the next morning and it's free. Logistics is actually like on average 30% of the cost of the chemical. And so if you're sourcing something in Texas versus New York, it's going to have a massive impact on your overall cost. So we think that that's the only way to solve this problem. So we do have a very holistic approach to, to how we think about selling chemicals online. 
And so that's why Schneider coming in was an important part of this because we worked really carefully with them. They're a huge chemical shipper and they can do intramodal and, and all the things that are required. And you know, it is incredibly complex to ship chemicals. Like there's hazmat fees and all sorts of charges for where something's being picked up or dropped off. And some of these chemicals have to be shipped with special equipment and so on and so forth. And so I think there's an incredible misconception about how easy it is to ship things, but we've got a really powerful partnership with FedEx and Schneider to give us the entire breadth of logistics capabilities of those two companies, and then bring it to the customer at the point of purchase. So we've even, and we're doing this actually this month, we're kicking off our first customer where we're going to actually integrate with their ERP and do their logistics planning for all of their orders, because we've got a, a tool now that we've built where we can seamlessly in real time, take an order for any sort of chemical, identify the right equipment, the right rates, and give them real-time cost for shipping and planning as well. And we're building out even more from there, the customer experience that goes around that, right? So imagine a customer wants something faster or they want it cheaper, or with reverse logistics, they want to plan sending back a recycle container, whatever it might be, we want to build the customer experience for that to make it really simple for folks. And that's also a really important capability for suppliers. Because if we're going to ask them to serve more customers, if you make it really easy to order a chemical and get it fast, what you're going to see is more small orders. And so small may be like a truckload versus like a rail car, or it might be like a pallet versus a truckload. It's different for every customer, but it's going to be a consistent challenge. And so we think actually in order to bring these transactions online, you've got to make it really easy for the buyer and you have to make it really easy for the supplier. So we've been working really hard behind the scenes on that. We have today's like a point, click and buy marketplace that's for primarily smaller transactions like sub truckload, but we're working really hard on new products that are going to make any chemical purchase possible online and the logistics and financing that go with those. Yeah. So it's interesting because I have found that, I mean, I think most people across the industry would say some of that logistics, especially if we're talking about that is very resource intensive and requires expertise, right? As a startup, how are you guys finding that, finding those resources and expertise? And I'm going to add in, in, in case people didn't know, it's a startup in Green Bay, Wisconsin, which is not necessarily known as the hotbed of chemical logistics. How are you finding those resources to help create that capability? Yeah. I mean, we're leveraging partners, right? I mean, there's no way for us to build that with a small team, We've got to really be on the stand on the shoulders of giants. And we, we're very fortunate to have strategic partnerships with Schneider and FedEx, who came on early and saw the vision, right? And for those folks, they've also watched Amazon and what happened with like shipping networks for Amazon, right? Like they got commoditized in that space. And so they're really interested in being closer to the customer. And so they were both eager and have been throwing a lot of resources our way, which has been great. So we're drafting on those guys, right, in terms of their capabilities. And then we're also pushing them. So we're building the customer experience, but we're working with them. I was with the Schneider team last night, late into the evening, talking about what the information that needs to be passed back and forth so that we can do this effectively. And it's it's a stretch for them to be able to do that without any humans talking to humans. That's our vision, right? Is this whole thing happens via API in real time. And we're working with partners to do that. So it's really exciting and it's going to be great for the chemical industry, regardless of what percentage of transactions happen online, we think that in and of itself is going to be a huge problem solver because it's hard to find folks right now in the warehouse for, for people, for chemical companies. And so we hear over and over the fact that they are just happy for someone else to take that, solve that problem for them. And then for the buyer, it creates a better experience as well. So we think it's a win-win and an easy place to use technology. That To me, it's a technology problem. Let me say it that way, right? Like planning shipping should happen automatically. We all know that, but 
it is very far from what the current state is in the market, but we've already got really good solution in place and we're getting better by the day in terms of being able to plan that and also manage the customer experience around shipping. Awesome. So what's been the biggest surprises as you've grown ChemDirect? What has surprised you in maybe in both the positive way, but also even in a negative way? What, you know, what were these big ahas? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I would say that in a positive way, I would say that when we come to people and talk to them about solving problems, it is amazing to see the ways in which a marketplace can enable new things, right? So a couple that are really interesting, one is like waste streams and distressed products. So if something comes to the end of its shelf life, what you don't want to do is go to your sales team and push discounted inventory into your existing customers, right? And so we've actually, we're launching a product this week specifically around like products that are available right now that are discounted. And so we're calling it like daily deals, which is a terrible name. And I apologize for using it, but we could not think of anything better, but it will enable a new behavior that doesn't exist in the industry. And it actually was brought to us by a customer that we're a really large customer. Everyone on this call would have heard of that we're announcing a pilot with in a few weeks that came to us and said, Hey, we want a systematic way of placing these products so that they don't become waste. And so as something gets to like 60 days and 30 days and 15 days, we'd really like to work with you guys to develop a capability to place those products with suppliers that can use them really quickly that are motivated by the price discounts, right? And therefore like willing to create a new capability to get something in their supply chain and use it before it becomes waste. So we're super excited about that. We have some ESG stuff we're working on as well. That's gonna be a game changer in terms of the information that's shared with folks at the point of purchase. So that's really exciting is like, there are lots of problem solvers in this industry. Negative side, I'll give you a negative one too, since you asked about that. I mean, I think the challenge is the perception in this industry, right? There's this resistance to change and kind of a, a bit of fear around like what digital is going to mean for folks that work in the industry. And so that's been really hard to fight that perception that, hey, if I go online, like everyone's going to compare me to everybody else and they're going to negotiate the best possible price and I'm going to lose all my margin. And that is definitely something we have to recognize and empathize with, and then also challenge. And so that's been the hardest part for sure is fighting up against the perception that going online is going to commoditize this industry even further. Awesome. So what's next for you and ChemDirect? You've alluded to a few things, but what do you see happening over the next six to 12 months? Yeah. So we're going to continue to push on, especially bulk industrial chemicals is an area where we are going to continue to build out our experience if you have something that's like truckload today, we'll push you through basically to like a direct salesperson. And so it's still a person completing that process. We want to make that totally seamless in real time for buyers. At the same time, we got this real-time financing already built. We need to extend that to larger order sizes. We go to like larger enterprise customers, $500,000 line of credit. Like that's one order basically. Somebody said that to me last week. They're like, that is one week of our orders for one product. And so we're going to need more than that. So we're working with a lot of banks to develop a deeper capability there to serve the industry. And then logistics is another piece. So we will continue to push on that and really work with Schneider FedEx to continue to build out the world's best logistics solution for chemicals. And then beyond that, I think it's really just growing within the industry. So we've got 100 suppliers on board today, 100 suppliers and distributors. We call them both suppliers. We need to expand that marketplace. We're at half a million products. I think that'll be double or triple by the end of next year. And so it's all about continuing momentum there and getting closer to our suppliers so that we can solve more problems with them for their customers. So we've got a lot of technology coming and are really excited about that over the next few months. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks for joining us today, Dave, on The Chemical Show and looking forward to future conversations. Perfect. Thank you for having me. 
We've come to the end of today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed your time with us and want to learn more. Simply visit thechemicalshow.com for additional information and helpful resources. Join us again next time here on The Chemical Show with Victoria Meyer.